Welcome to episode 27 of Shannon on Batman. Tonight we are doing something that we haven't done yet, guys. We're doing an amazing podcast crossover with our good friends from Comics and Coffee. Oh, and this yeah. Nerdette. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Doing, doing awesome. Glad to have you here. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you guys having me on. And she you. also has other of her podcast friends too. Like we're not just we're going deep into comics and coffee tonight. This is the uh, yeah, this is the biggest group that we've ever had yeah. on a podcast so far. So there's six of us right now. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yes, absolutely. So tonight's um, and go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. So tonight's episode, we're gonna talk everything: Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, DC versus Marvel. We're gonna ask them questions. They're gonna ask us questions. We're gonna feed the beast tonight of comic book lore and comic book movies. So let's begin. So, awesome. so what do you guys think of the? I'll start it off like this. That photo of Jared Leto taking the photograph, that was really reminiscent of the killing joke. What did you guys think of that? Were you guys surprised that they kind of did that? Like a nice little tease? Because he's got that green hair, but he's not in full Joker regalia. What do you guys think about that? I believe that it was definitely a nice little tease from Mr. David Ayer. I think he is actually giving us an idea that he probably may be using some elements from the killing joke as an inspiration behind his version of the Joker. Awesome, definitely. I, I, I actually thought it was pretty cool, actually, when I saw it. Yeah, I agree. That like when you if you if you Google search uh, Jared Leto killing joke split or whatever, like, and you see the split image of it with the the drawing on one side and then Jared Leto on the other, like, the resemblance is so striking that it's uncanny. It's, it, it really is. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, amazing. I like I like how they're like everything's so radio silent with Batman v Superman. It's great to kind of see the Suicide Squad. It's actually taking more control. I think. Yeah, I feel like they're everyone's like getting they're feeding the beast for Suicide Squad. I mean, what did you guys think of that the read that the cast reading uh, that photo? If you guys want to jump in, jump in at any time, please. Well, well, I'm going to get a head start on that. Well, for me, honestly, when I saw the picture on Instagram, I immediately thought, hmm, where's Jared? Where's Jared? Because right. everybody was so, like, amped up about, like, the cast finally making their big debut all together in one picture. But then there was a couple of folks that really shocked me, was, which is um, Ike Barinholtz. You guys may know him from Mad TV. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um... What's his name? Um, Parrick? Yeah, Parrick. Um, he's from um, David Ayer's last film. Fury? Um, Fury. Yep. And, uh, of course, um, Adam Beach. Ooh, I love Adam Beach. He's a And the, the thing that popped into my head, who the hell are these guys going to play? Which was shocking to me. I'm like, why are they here? This is so odd. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, definitely. That was probably the first thing we all noticed, too, I'd say. Oh. Uh, Lex, what did you what did you think of that the the uh, Leto shot and then uh, the Suicide Squad read along photo? 
to be honest, for you guys, the only thing I had to say about it is, I saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> because, because he kept because he kept you know, showing people here on his Instagrams and seeing that the barber's cutting his hair and this and that. Yeah. You know, and like like I said to myself, like he's gonna do that picture, and a few days later, bang, there he is. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because I I don't know if you guys follow his Snapchat, but he is a little bit more active on Snapchat than Instagram. So oh, like really? he'll post quicker to Snapchat. So like whenever he posts something, like he like he's in Toronto right now, so he'll post. There's a good fifty to hundred seconds a day of Jared Leto's story on on, on Snapchat. Snapchat. It's like it go just just type in Jared Leto on Snapchat and follow that and. Like you, I said, fifty to hundred seconds a day, and like he he's usually walking around town. He's taking fo- f- like there was one the other day where like a guy was dressed up like Spider Man on a. On, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. He was he was on a skateboard, just like and the Spider Man looks at him like, "Oh my god, is that is that Jared Leto?" Yeah, <laughs> it was it was bizarrely hilarious for yeah. us. So. Highly recommend that though. What do you guys think about the cast so far of that of Suicide Squad? Oh my god! Like honestly, maybe because like, look, I'm so used to being so excited by all the Marvel things that's going around, and I'm finally happy to see DC shaping up nicely, especially right. with the Suicide Squad casting. I was even more excited to hear that Jared Leto and Margot Robbie was going to be in as the Joker and Harley Quinn, respectively. So I was really excited to hear that. And Will Smith, like that was kind of like, I was a little surprised that he would want to do. A, like a comic book, you know, after Hancock and everything. At this point in Will Smith's career, though, like he's not gonna do a shit movie, right? You know, so he can't afford it. He exactly. Really can't afford it. Not after after. No. Thank no, you. That that's still. Uh, <laughs> we still haven't heard from Miss Noyle over there. Let's see. What what do you guys? What do you think about that, Miss Noyle? I'm actually looking forward to it. So. You're looking forward to Suicide she's, Squad? She's not huge on Suicide Squad. Oh, um, no problem. No problem. She's more into the whole Batman thing. She's more... Right up her alley. The, the stuff regarding <laughs> Batman But if I can chime in for Go a moment, for it. Go. Regarding Smith, I honestly think that his casting choice was a lot more interesting because people probably was expecting someone else to be as dead shot. You know what I right. mean? Like Will Smith's name just was like something like random, like, Oh, they must have picked his name out of a hat and say, okay, let's get him. Um, you know, let's get him a chance as dead shot. You know what I mean? But I think that he can probably do a lot better than what people um, may not expect him to do. So I'm, re- I'm really excited for him because after you dropped out of Independence Day too, I was like, "All right, well, what's he gonna do next?" And then you, everyone heard rumblings, and even Mark <laughs> Mark Hughes from Forbes Online said that you know, like I heard that he might be Green Lantern, and then I was like, "Oh my!" Oh, if he was Green Lantern, amazing. like John Stewart, that would have been awesome. John Stewart Green Lantern. Um, but when when it uh, when we kept hearing like maybe Suicide Squad, I was like, "Oh, like that just gives the movie." Like obviously you have Jared Leto, but like that it gives the the big movie star cachet that can go yeah. get up against a Robert Downey Jr. There's the yeah. the two big movie stars in the world are Robert Downey Jr. and Will Smith, and that gives the the DC Suicide Squad something to be desired. Like stand behind, yeah, yeah. something like oh Just Will Smith in it, yeah. movie star from Fresh Prince, Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black, Men in Black like. 
That's why I was a little surprised he was willing to go down the road of another comic book movie after Men in Black, Hancock. You know, the Men in Black's been, like, three movies now? Three. three yeah. Three. So, like, mm -hmm. I was like, really? Suicide Squad? Like, I'm jazzed for it. And it sounds yeah. like everyone on your end of the podcast crew really is jazzed about it as well. I most certainly am. I know Lexi's looking forward to it. Um, of course, my girl, the info lady, she's kind of like, I'm waiting for the Batman part to come, come in. But I'm hoping... <laughs> that, that, that's because Batman rocks, okay? Yeah, that's I right. know. <laughs> that's, that's what this is all about. I'm, that's another reason I'm glad we're on this podcast. Phoenix, you're going to be a member short. We're taking Heather with us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Phoenix, if they, yeah, Phoenix, if they take, if they take, if they take Heather... You're stuck with the Superman thing. Oh! oh. <laughs> uh. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I found another one. Who hates Superman? I found another one. That's awesome. Yeah, Superman's like the John Cena and Hulk Hogan of comic books. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he kick ass, God. though. That's why Hulk Hogan kick ass. <laughs> That's getting no, because, quoted. Um, when I tell people that I'm, I'm a Superman fan, I get some yay, then I get some boom, like John Cena. <laughs> you can't go get no love these days. I don't understand that, man. But he's going to get his props next year. Oh, my. That's the best analogy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's going to get some props when, uh, when Batman's kicking his ass. Well, hell, it seems how that happened. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into some Batman v Superman stuff. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Batman and Superman is just a love letter movie to Batman. That's all it is. See, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that it's, some, it's something that needs to be seen. If we're going to go against Marvel, you have to throw your two biggest guns against the Avengers, like look Absolutely. at look what's going on with Captain America, and even Guardians of the Galaxy was a smash in. Everyone wanted like there was a lot of Twitter uh, chat and Facebook talk about Guardians of the Galaxy being an Oscar nominated for Best Picture. When you have that, <laughs> when you have that caliber going for you within your within even your shit mood, like shit comic books, Guardians of the Galaxy was not a good comic book when I read it back in the day. But now it's like, oh my God, Guardians is like the coolest thing ever. You yeah. have to throw your two big guns to counteract that. And just the idea of Batman and Superman, even if they fight or team up or whatever, they're going to do both in the movie. There's no question about that. But just to have them in the movie with Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, like it's, you have the uh, pretty much the trinity in your first foray into the DCCU, which is great. And I, I'm for that. And I like that. It's... I mean, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys agree, disagree? What do you What are you thinking on that? Well, I kind of agree with you, actually. I'm more on the the, the cheerleading. I'm more cheerleading for the whole Batman versus Superman thing. I like. I know a lot of my you know Twitter followers, a lot of my peeps, they kind of may be like on the Marvel side because you know Marvel's been winning. You know, all these years, they're probably like what six, seven films in right now, and they're about to come out with a uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and everybody's so hyped about that. But Batman versus Superman is going to be the film that's going to catapult DC into the stratosphere mm -hmm. and give Marvel a chance to kind of cower in fear a little bit, be like, "Oh shit, they're finally about to catch up with us!" Oh shit. Like, what are we going to do now? Right. Yeah, we hope We hope so. Yeah, that's why I'm, I, you know what, I've I stopped hoping. I, I, I'm confident right now. 
that Batman versus Superman is going to be huge. You know what I mean? Like, this is Batman and Superman, historically two of the granddaddy of all superheroes. I mean, you can't beat that. Everybody and their grandmama going to go see this mm-hmm. film. I mean, you can't beat that. I don't care how people feel about Man of Steel. Even the detractors are going to be curious and want to go see Batman versus Superman. But if this film is well received, as everyone hopes it will be, especially with um, the new writer that just they just brought in, um, you know, he... Um, yes, Chris Terrio. The, the moment people saw Chris Terrio's name attached to that project, they automatically said, there is hope for us yet for this project. And if this film becomes well-received, my goodness, this is going to make more than what Avengers would dream of making. And what they're doing is it's not... What they're doing, too, is which is interesting is everyone's like, well... Batman v Superman and Captain America, the the third one. I don't know why I almost said Winter Soldier, but the third one, <laughs> the, like they were gonna be right in, like within a week, and everyone's like, "Oh my goodness!" Like somebody's got to move, and then everyone's like, "Well, Batman and Superman cower and everything because they moved to March." I think that that was a smart move by them a because very smart move. because now they can position themselves to start to be the move that leads into the summer and which get, moves them away and gives them enough time for people to be interested even more interested in Suicide Squad. So everything that they've been doing, like obviously, like this is like this is our Batman podcast, so we're very biased and rightfully so. But it's to, for me, it's them moving that to earlier in the year gives them enough time for that interest to percolate into Suicide Squad. And what's awesome, too, is because they have a a huge moment where they can show the final trailer for Suicide Squad and get people even more excited about it. Exactly. That teaser there, like Suicide Squad, bam. Yeah. It's going to be insane. What what do you guys think about the the shift? I know we're kind of jumping, you know, topic Topic to topic. What do you guys think about that that date shift from the Captain, Captain America versus... The Batman v Superman, and everyone's like, "Well, Batman and Superman are cowering against Marvel." What do you guys think about that? Oh man, um, so I'm gonna let you go first, and then I'm gonna hit my spin on it. Right on. Yeah, I mean, the I don't think it's anything about just cowering down or anything. It's just the fact that why are you gonna have a masterpiece and release it when? fucking Metallica's playing down the street. Right. You're not going to release something (laughs) when there's something else that's going to draw, you know? Like, you want your shit to be featured. You want it out there for the public eye. Like, you don't want to worry about anything other than what's going on, the task at hand, which is Batman v Superman. And really, no one's talking about that third Captain America movie. Everyone... Nope, not at all. And even like when I'm looking at Twitter and everything, everyone's I, as many, just as many Avengers: Age of Ultron stuff. I hear just as many people talking about like how much they cannot wait to see the Batman v Superman trailer that's coming out in May. Like that to, to me, is, yeah. it, that to me just for me anyway. That just shows like, yeah, Marvel needs to be making sure that the, every move they make from now on is in its best interest because now. Now Warner Brothers sees how they can do it. They're getting, they're getting uh, some good directors. It sounds like, and that's the that brings up to a really great next topic for, for everyone. And I know, like, did you guys have anything else to say about that before we jump into that topic? Well, well for me, honestly, um, I agree most 
for everything you said. I do believe that the reason why DC has been so secretive is because they want to pull a big fucking rabbit out of their hat with this one. And I think the best way to do that is to start releasing the trailer before Matt Max because Matt Max been getting a lot of good um, PR of its own. But let's add a big giant size anticipated film of next year in front of our film to kind of boost up the box office for that particular film. And Batman versus Superman is the film to do it. it and and, and yeah. about that date um, thing, um, I, I really think that from my experience, I really hated the whole idea that, you know, they was going to be on the same date because that's when that Marvel versus DC shit came in. It really mm-hmm. hurts yep. the hell out of me. I, I am a huge, huge detractor of the whole Marvel versus just DC thing going on right now. And all it did was just, you know, create this huge fanboy war where everybody's going, oh, you know, when, you know, Batman and Superman, they got a move because Marvel had it first, you know, because they announced, you know, the movie before they announced the plan on, they, not, not plan, but they announced the date before they announced which movie was going to be placed mm-hmm. on the date. So it's like they were putting placeholders for all their projects, even though there was not a specific name of what movie it was going to be on that. Right. Um, and so people was like, well, you know, we're not even sure if Marvel's going to keep that date. They just put it there for now. So why not just put Batman versus Superman right there? Because, hey, nothing wrong with that. But then everybody was going, nah, you know, that DC just trying to push Marvel aside and they're punks, you know, they're going to move anyway because Marvel had it first. And then even when DC said, fuck it, let's just move our day to March. Everybody was like, ha, they move, ha, fucking cowards, Marvel wins. And I was like, dude, at the end of the day, DC made a very smart fucking decision, whether you believe it or not. March is actually a pretty good date to release yeah. a blockbuster because think about what how much money the first Hunger Games Exactly. So take that into perspective and then think about the fact Batman versus Superman is going to have at least two and a half weeks, maybe three, before what, um, Warcraft comes out afterwards. Mm Yep, so yep. that's enough time for them to make as much money as they want with no competition. Hell, who in the hell is going to go see Beverly Hills Cop? I mean, Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Batman vs. Superman got this, okay? And then, you know, Captain America and Iron Man, the whole Civil War thing. Hey, you know, they got, what, at least a couple of weeks to themselves. Mm-hmm. Then X-Men is coming out. Mm-hmm. So they got to fight a clusterfuck of a month, which is in May. So Batman is lucky to have the whole spot for March. So they're all good. It seems like they're much more calculated, too. Yeah. Which is great. I was going to say, yeah, when when, uh, Civil War comes out, I can see it right now. When when I see the movie, all all all, all I'm going to see when I film that movie at AMC, all I'm going to see is the fight scene. (laughs) Like, it's everywhere. (laughs) Fight scenes everywhere. Like, jeez. Yeah, you know what? It Um, kind of makes me wonder, like... What was the point of Marvel saying, hey, let's have Iron Man in in this film? Is it because, hey, you know, Iron Man is our big gun right now, so let's put him in a fin- the film with Captain America to help boost his box office? Because, hey, they did it with 
Batman putting, you know, going in with Superman, even though it's supposed to be a Superman secret. So why not just add Iron Man into Captain America secret? Boom. Well, I, I know a little bit of the inside of that, if you guys would like me to, like, kind of explain just from, like, what I've heard. Now, I'm not, I won't say any specific name, and mm -hmm. it's not who people would think I heard this from, but mm -hmm. the co contract um, with Robert Downey Jr., um, they were having the huge contract negotiations because his contract was up after Avengers Age of Ultron, right? Mm -hmm. So, after that, they were, they, um, Marvel pretty much said, F you, we're not going to give you what you want, and we're not going to, we're not going to develop an Iron Man 4. So, that leaves a huge gun out. What are we, where are we going to throw this Robert Downey Jr.? Because he's the name. Like, without Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, you do, you probably won't have the huge success, you know, of Thor, Guardians, of, like, all the Marvel without that. It starts with Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he understands that. And he negotiates huge back ends because of that. And deservedly so. He's Robert Downey Jr. He deserves that. So when they negotiated it, they kind of balked with the Iron Man 4 idea. So they, at the end of it, they were thinking, what can we do? We like It seems like 2016 is going to be huge for DC. Where are we going to go with that? So the logical choice for them, okay, let's negotiate for this Captain America Civil War, Captain America versus Iron Man kind of thing. So that's where that kind of comes about. They they needed they needed because they're not developing Iron Man four. Uh, clearly, it's because Robert Downey Jr. wants too much money. Here's a way for them to kind of keep the cost down a little bit because these movies are now just paying Robert Downey Jr. is what some movie budgets are just it's an insane amount he's being i think his the overall deal his last contract when it all was said and done it's about 50 uh million and some change not including some back end so like it's it's not as big as what nicholson made for the joker all said and done i think nicholson made like 65 to 70 million with all the back end and he and nicholson negotiated so well that he got money from yeah. Batman Returns. So, oh, wow. so they're taking that. So I think that's where they're kind of going at. Oh my goodness. This six, wait, wait a minute. Like, let me get this straight. That's how much he's getting paid. That's like almost like twice, not almost twice, but like almost half of the budget of the film itself. It's exactly. like, exactly. like 200 some million dollars, right? Right. Yep. Right. So that's, that's a little inside that I've kind of learned and discovered and investigated about that stuff. And it's interesting, like, how what what's next for they They need Avengers is huge, but what's well, the next also, thing? Also, actually, huge in that world is uh, Hugh Jackman's no longer going to be the Wolverine either. Right. So they're losing that, too. Right. Oh, the the yeah. next the next X Men movie will be the last appearance as Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. No, the next Wolverine or the next Wolverine movie. I'm sorry. Will so be, there's at least yeah. two more coming from exactly. There. So there's two left, and then there's going to be a new Wolverine cast. Right. So they have like as great as everything Marvel's been doing, and they've had some good things, and they've had some things where I didn't like. I didn't like the first Thor, and I didn't like the first Captain America. But the Thor two was decent, and I really, truly, Winter Soldier was really good. Was really incredible. Brilliant, brilliant. It was a great. So that's what they're. I and then they're, now they're going to throw in Spider Man in the Civil War. It doesn't sound like he's making his appearance in Avengers: Age of Ultron just because they have a cast. But it sounds like Civil War is going to be, um, will be a great thing for 
Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man. And I hope, like, as, as a huge fan of the 90s animated Spider-Man series, I really hope they do the Secret Wars next after that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but you know what? That's funny. Like, um, I don't want to like completely go off topic from the um, do it. Um, yeah, we're discussing. But um, I'm trying to figure out like, even if they do do the Secret Wars, will that be after the Infinity Wars, and will that include Planet Hulk? Because that would be really interesting. I keep hearing things that happen at the end of Avengers: Age of Ultron, um, kind of set up. I wouldn't say Planet Hulk, but it sets up some. Just from like reactions from that I saw from Twitter this weekend, from mm-hmm. people who saw the movie, um, it sets a lot of things up for Hulk to do something. I'm not sure what yet. We'll have to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, such a tease. Yeah, such a tease. So, so there's that. What? Do you, okay. So, what? Kind of bring up uh, the next topic has to be the DC director's list that we've been seeing. You know, we have Zack Snyder's doing Batman v Superman. We still have yet to find out who's going to be directing the solo Batman movie. But this week we heard two, um, actually three, three, three different directors are up for DC cinematic, uh, this DC cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Wan, who had an incredible run with fast, with furious seven. He's being eyed for Aquaman. And we have, I can't remember, it's Miller and Lord, if I'm yep, correct. Yep, you're right, you're right, Miller and Lord. They, they did the 21 and 22 Jump Street, and then they the did Lego the Lego movie. movie. What do you guys think of the the name recognition that those two directors have? And then they're, how do you think they are, are going to be able to tackle uh, Aquaman and The Flash? Hey, Lex, you got any ideas on that? I don't know. Well, yeah. what about James Wan? I mean, you just saw um, that Furious Seven, right? You saw that, right? Oh yeah. How you think about uh, yeah, uh, I get that Aquaman? Well, uh, hmm. well, with his work of, of Furious Seven, I may, I may think he may knock it out of the out of the park with Aquaman. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at. Uh, because like I said, because like I said, I I work at EMC and I saw Furious Seven like eleven times now. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and me for me to chime in on that. Um, personally, I think that James Wan he has a pretty good track record, especially given that he's been in a horror movie genre for quite some time, and he decided to break out of that mold and decided to do an action film as Furious 7. And he made Furious 7 one of the biggest hits of the year. So I'm honestly very excited for James Wan being as the front runner to direct Aquaman. Um, as for um, Philip um, what's his name? Um, Philip Ward, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I always just go Lord and Miller, just yeah. because I can't remember the. Yeah. I always get that um, Philip, yeah, Lord and Miller. Just to the, the, the keep um, myself from confusing the names of the directors. Um, yes, I am very familiar with them, given that they have did um, Twenty One Jump Street. Did yep. they do Twenty One Jump Street? Yep. Yep. Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. And they also did the famous Lego movie. I think it's pretty awesome Definitely. knowing that they have a background in comedy. So that just lets me know that 
DC isn't all about the whole dark and grim stuff as people will think they're going to be because hey, you got two comedic directors who are going to be doing Flash. That's a great so that just lets me know that DC is going to step out of that whole form and do something different, and I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. What do you? What do you? Yeah. They're also able. To, their their pedigree too is the co- comedy and the action. What do you guys? Th- do you think they'll be heal those two guys if they do end up directing because they are developing the story? That's confirmed but there's no confirmation on them directing do you think that they will be able to handle the action sequences of the flash um with a big comic book kind of like the epic comic book story because their action's really good but it's not what you would think of a comic book movie what do you guys think about that that's very interesting because you know given that i saw 21 jump street the action in the film was pretty packed um i think they could probably up the ante and make it a little fantastical in terms of like the action sequences for a superhero film. So I, I'm willing to think that they could pull it off. I'm hoping and so. Too. I, I agree with you right there, Phoenix. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they can really pull it off. Um, you know what? I, I I have no doubt they can. Pull it off, you know, it's only a matter of time if they become directors, of course. But you know, in terms right. of them to write it in a script. Alright, so like we said, this is a crossover episode. Shanlene on Batman and Comics and Coffee. So pretty much what you just heard was the part one of this crossover being led by the uh, Shanlene on Batman crew. What we're going to get into now is part two of this crossover episode. And we're going to throw it over to uh, Phoenix and the CNC podcast. So take it away, guys. All right, guys. So welcome back to the show. My name is Miss Phoenix Benardette. Your hostess with the mostest from Comics and Coffee Podcast. With me is my boy Lex Noir from the Lex Factor and the Lex Factor Extreme. What's up, my friend? How you doing? I'm okay, Phoenix. How about you, my friend? I'm good, my brother. And joining me is Miss Info Lady Heaven Noir. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing all right. Uh, yes. She just yeah. oh, she 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 a little miss nothing nuts tonight, but we're gonna yeah. it up, with you guys. Yeah, this the this is the lady who likes to beat you up all the time. Yes. <laughs> shut up. Oh, shut up. Don't <laughs> make me hurt you. Come do it. I dare you. I'm gonna take away your laptop privileges. Hey, hey, love birds. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna have y'all therapy session after the show, but of course, <laughs> but of course we're part of the exciting new crossover with my boy Shailen on Batman. How are you guys doing? I'm so glad to have you guys. We here are tonight. so good. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. The crossover is killer, man. Yeah, this, this is so awesome. awesome. Yes, absolutely. Of course, this is our 11th episode, which is a very special event which is the most mega crossover of all podcasts. And I am so glad to be a part of this exciting new crossover with my boys from Shailene on Batman. We've been talking a lot about Batman. We was talking about Suicide Squad. We was talking about a lot of things regarding the casting, the Joker. You know, it's been exciting so far. And so... 
you know, and, and of course, you know, we got a lot more Batman talk to be hitting up on this podcast tonight. But, you know, my curiosity has been stringing my brain right now. And it's regarding Batman versus Superman, one of the biggest upcoming films from the DC Cinematic Universe that is hitting 2016. And I got to ask you guys from Shanley on Batman. How much you guys think this film is going to make at the box office? Like your honest, good analysis, your your predictions. How you how how much you guys think it's going to make? I'll I'll take a stab at this. If we look yeah. at uh, history, The Dark Knight made uh, over a billion. The Dark Knight Rises made over uh, made over another billion dollars just by itself. Mm-hmm. Batman is the cream of the crop when it comes to comic book movies. Yep. Uh, other than the Avengers, I'm and now with the insurgence of Superman, Superman and Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, I want to say anywhere from 1.6 to two billion dollars easily. No problem. Really? But, yeah. Wow! You really think the film is going to make two billion, huh? Yeah, I really truly do. Just because of the, just everyone is just curious about Ben Affleck's portrayal of uh batman and bruce wayne and and the excitement they have for seeing batman and superman on screen for the first time absolutely absolutely so you really think this film is going to shoot off the way avatar did in a major way like like a worldwide phenomenon i'll say this my grandma she is in her 80s, and she was even asking me, why are Batman versus Superman? Why are they fighting? I said, you just got to see the movie. She's like, I'm going to go see it when it's opening day. So, yes, I think it's going to be that huge. And I must add that my mother, who isn't a huge comic book fan at all, she doesn't even read that shit. She's not even familiar with most of the characters that I always bring up regarding each movie based on the character. And the one thing she always said, I am very curious as to why in the hell Batman and Superman are going to be in the same movie. Is they going to fight? Is they going to have a beef? And she's very curious. So if my mom wants to go see this movie, you know it's going to be huge. Exactly. There's everybody. Everybody's interested in this. There's nobody Absolutely. that doesn't know one of those two characters. And if they don't know both of them, they've been living under a rock. So, how much you think the film is going to make in your words? Me? Yes. Well, I'm not shooting as big as Justin with that two billion mark, but like he said, with the way that. Batman's show to just be a powerhouse in the box office. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason for it to be around. I mean, it's going to be I think it's going to be at least 1.5 billion. At least 1.5 if not higher. But I don't think it'll quite reach that to Mark. Alright, so my, so Miss Heather Noah, Miss Info Lady, um, you Earlier, me and you discussed um, some things regarding why March is the best month to release Batman versus Superman. Can you, like, repeat that perspective to the boys on our podcast as to why you think it's a great month for Batman versus Superman? Sure. All right. Um, March is actually a good month to re- release the movie because most schools are out for spring break, so that gives them a good week where you have a bunch of kids who love comic books, love Superman, love Batman, and that gives them the opportunity uh, to uh, gain that money from spring break, and then it leads into the summer where 
everybody will be free to come and watch it and yeah and, that's and a great get point. more money <laughs> yeah that's a pretty good point right there especially the spring break because that what spring break is like two weeks right a week yeah it's, well, a, it's week. a up here up here it's a week up here oh you lucky bastard <laughs> Oh man, I guess they've been cutting that short in Chicago and everything. But yeah, you know, I just think that the, the main factor you also brought up that helped really make the most for Batman versus Superman to make the most money is because of the spring break spring break factor. So yeah, that's a pretty pretty good point um, that you just made, Miss Herder Noah. Um, Mr. Lex, I want to know your thoughts on how much you think Batman versus Superman is going to make. Like, um, come up with the best number off the top of your head. Hmm. Um, I, I, well, on the top of my head, I say like 1.2 million. Sorry. 1.2 million. <laughs> well, that, that, you know what? That, I mean, that's not really a bad number. I'm glad you actually came that off the top because didn't Iron Man... Um, three made that much. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, no, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm oh God for that. I'm not saying it's like Iron Man three. I'm just saying. No, like, I'm just like say like, why did it make that much? Look, look how it turned out. Let me start on. That's for another. <laughs> That's a whole other crossover, man. <laughs> but yeah, but for the sake of box office, um, Iron Man three, um, for better or for worse, made at least around one point two, one point three million dollars, and. I have a feeling that you may be on the ball of that. That could be a little bit low on some people's expectations, but it's actually another reasonable amount that Batman versus Superman could, could make. Yeah. Um, hopefully, if China becomes another <laughs> um, potential for region for growth in terms of box office. And then you got to um, also take in mind that the film is going to be in 3D. Thank God. Oh. Oh. I know, I, I know. Like for those of you guys that are listening on this podcast tonight, um, he is the projectionist at AMC, and he hates the whole format of 3D because he has no, to deal with it. No, it's just that why does every movie that comes out gotta be in 3D? I, you know what? I, that's actually a pretty good question. Um, I think that maybe Batman versus Superman may have like IMAX, like the original IMAX format. But I, I have a thing. I have a thing. I'm. Ugh. Um, I do believe that the 3D is to help pump in more money, yeah, even though it's not necessary. Because Man yeah. Steel was in 3D and that wasn't necessary. But I think it's all about the money for them. Yeah, but because uh, using the using the um, the IMAX format is hard to do because you got to set up everything, make sure it, it's perfect and perfect and running running good. Like. Mm. But then again, there are some people that truly hate 3D, and you know, and yeah. you guys noticed that over the few, the last few years that the subcharges for 3D has dropped tremendously because it's like it's no longer becoming that format that people are going to chime in and go pay so much money for the way they did with Avatar because I think that was at the peak of 3D at the time. Yeah, and because uh, number one, it hurts people's eyes, and number two. <laughs> And and number two, what you know what good what people people are not gonna get back the three D glasses and you know they're gonna take it home. So why are you why are you charging them like an extra six bucks for for them to pay for the three D glasses and after the movie they have to return it into that bin, you know, and good what they're gonna they're gonna keep it. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Pay six bucks for them glasses. That mother coming home with me. Unfortunately, <laughs> the people overseas beg to defer. I think that 3D is hugely popular overseas, and I think that's probably where Batman versus Superman is going to make the most money, especially given that it's going to be released during a pretty good fucking month. So, well, well, for the people who live overseas, I mean no disrespect, but you can have the 3D. <laughs> just let us, just, let us disband it over here. Sheesh. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, Hashtag yeah, anti three D. Yes, he's anti three D. I'm a little on the fence because it depends on if the movie requests like say for instance if it's a cartoon, like um, the Lego movie, that really needed three D. That worked well in three D. Yeah. Yeah, they gave yeah. they gave SpongeBob. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do when movies become four D, man? Like and you gotta like throw buckets of water at people and shit. Uh huh. Is that real? I want to know if that's actually... Is that really... Does that really exist? You know, I've heard both. I've heard it doesn't, and i heard it has, but I actually read a really interesting article about it pretty recently. I think it was last week. And I was like, you know what? I would sit through a movie where, like, you got water thrown at you or, like, heavy winds blown in your face. Like, it might be the ultimate movie-going experience. You never know, man. Twister! Yeah, 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 yeah. Until they make Jurassic Park in 4D. <laughs> Or, or, or wait, 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 wait! I got a good one. They will make a they will make a Superman movie, and uh, it'll feel like you're flying in. I can see a lot of people throwing up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just right. <laughs> uh, well, or, on to the next topic, guys. Um, another Batman related situation here. Um, I got a question for you guys for Shailene on Batman. Which 2016 DC Cinematic Universe film will help raise the bar for DC Suicide Squad or Batman vs. Superman? I think that's a good question. Like in terms of like how raising the bar, it's gonna kinda depend on a couple of factors. But like if we're looking at which movies are coming out, it's gonna be Batman vs. Superman and we got Suicide Squad. And I think they're both gonna raise the bar in different ways. Like, certainly we're going to have Batman vs. Superman come out and show us a really solid team-up movie between heroes, and it's going to introduce to us the, the whole cinematic world in a way. But then mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, it's going to be like entirely focused on villains, and so we're going to be seeing the world through the perspective of villains and maybe trying to sympathize with them. So I'm not really sure how that's going to affect all the viewers watching the movie. Like, what do you guys think of that? I'm going to have with you, Mr. Lex Noel. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, when, uh, if, uh, if Batman versus, I mean, yeah, Batman versus Superman uh, comes out, yeah, it will raise the bar for DC, and then when, uh, when the Suicide Squad comes out, it will, uh, it will boost more for DC, you know, because, uh, a lot of people don't know who the Suicide Squad is, and, uh, this way we'll, we'll see who they are. So, in other yeah. words, do you think that the Suicide Squad is going to be DC's equivalent of Guardians of the Galaxy because of the fact that they're unconventional? They're not like your typical superhero team, if I might add. They're more like anti-hero slash supervillains. Yeah, and, yeah and, uh, and I keep telling my friends, like, the reason why it's going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy because two names, Harley and Joker. Oh, yeah. Just like the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Brute and Raccoon. That's pretty interesting because both of these films going to have two major players that's going that are like hugely popular amongst the DC Comics stable. You know, Batman versus Superman. You know, it's obvious Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. And then, of course, with Suicide Squad, there's Harley Quinn and the Joker, which helped raise the bar for Suicide Squad, which it yeah. seems like it's more of a tie amongst the two of these guys. Yeah, because uh, I can see it right now. Because, uh, like, in my thoughts when I when I told it to my friends, like, if the people who want to see uh, Suicide Squad, they're gonna they're gonna say we don't give a damn about those other characters. We just want to see Harley and Joker. That's all. <laughs> you know what? That actually makes sense because I've seen too many people talk about. I don't even know who the hell Deadshot is. I know who um, Harley Quinn and Joker is, so I'm going to go see it. And then there's people who are seeing it because of the names that are attached, like Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. So you know, there's yeah. so many things that are you know raising the bar for both of these films to help. Yeah, people. and and I was going to say, uh, yeah. And the last thing I was going to say about this, yeah, I I can see it right now for for. for for the midnight release of Suicide Squad, I'm gonna see a long line full of people dressing up as Joker and Harley. Dude, and you're Harley. gonna be in for a fucking treat in 2016. You're gonna be working overtime, man. Yeah, because uh, I just yeah because on that last Twilight film, I was so happy because like the last one. Yeah, because. During the Twilight uh, days, I had to hide my name tag because. Oh God, dude! The, the, stop it! The, look, I, 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 I can feel your pain with the Twilight. Trust me on this. I, I, I know that that must have been a painful experience with the long lives. But at least I hope you had a very good experience with the Dark Knight Rises because I know that was like a film that was on complete demand. Yeah, because a lot of people, was, a lot of people was like. When when Bane did the famous scene to Batman and everybody's like, oh, which leads me kind of to be sad that um Tom Hardy left. But you know, unfortunately, it was for scheduling conflicts. But I can understand. But you know, Suicide Squad in terms of that, the show must go on. And and 2016 is going to be a pretty good year for DC Cinematic Universe, and I am looking forward to seeing their growth. Yeah, that's true. You know, Pee Wee's Big Holiday is going to be a huge deal for Tom Hardy. You mean, oh, yeah. you mean Joe Maginello? <laughs> or Joe Maginello, yeah, that's what I meant. Hey, yeah, sometimes I mix up some information. What you going to do? <laughs> Damn it. I will say this, Scott Eastwood, Suicide Squad. All the ladies love Scott Eastwood. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, like, you, you turned down the role... Of Deathstroke for fucking Pee Wee, like this <laughs> <laughs> contract that makes you say, "Hey, I'm gonna take this." One. See, I'm glad I fucked that up. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you would have been, if you would have been Death, uh, 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 Deathstroke, my God, you would have that on your resume, and people would be like, "Oh, it's Deathstroke, it's Deathstroke!" Ah! Yeah, instead you get to be Pee Wee's friend. Way to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's kind of failing upwards right now. <laughs> it's like, damn, like Sophia Vergara got this this motherfucker. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. All right, so um, my girl, Miss Heather Noel, Miss Info Lady from the Lex Factor and Lex Factor Extreme, you got a question regarding Batman that you would like to ask the boys from Shaley on Batman. So, what is it that you got for him, sweetheart? 
Yes, uh, I was actually wondering what was your thoughts on the best and worst Batman suits? Kyle, do you want to take that? Ooh, best and worst Batman suits. That's a that's a hard one since, like, a lot of the suits, your opinion on them is all very based on flavor. Like, you know, some people like the long ears and some people like the short ears. Some people like the cape. Some people don't. So, like, in my own personal opinion, I think my favorite suits so far have been, like, classic gray ones with black on top, like the animated series one, or yeah. even the... Yeah. Even the like the new school style one for Batman Beyond, I was all slick and like it was like a one piece suit almost. I really like that one as well. Um, yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. One of my favorite suits oh. would probably be like uh, I. I mean, the Christian Bale suits were amazing. Like the gadgets that were in them, and like the way that they actually broke it down and like showed the actual armor and Wayne tech and everything with Fox. It was like. They got they got in depth and it got personal and like you got to see it. It was it was pretty cool. It was impressive. Like, but I think that the armor that's coming up in Batman v Superman, just that glimpse that we've got of it, I think that's gonna be the suit. I I would agree. Um, I have to say the Batflex suits definitely as of like today my favorite Batman suit. And my, I would have to say my least favorite Batman suit is the nipple George Clooney bat suit <laughs> from Batman <laughs> and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that coming. That's unanimous. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, the, the fucking bat nipples, bat ass, uh, bat credit card, that shit at more than hell. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a close up shot of the bat nuts. Like, we thank you. What the hell is that about? <laughs> What I thought is like, are you trying to tell us something, Batman? Are you trying to tell the your crowd something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right? yeah, got bigger nuts than the Joker and Robin. Like anyway, like I swear I see like, George Clooney. Like, and don't get me started on Joe Schumacher doing that shit as a kid when I watched that. But anyway, anywho, like I honestly think that it's unanimous that everybody hated the fucking nipples. It was unnecessary. Yep. He's not a goddamn gargoyle in front of a church. He <laughs> And number two, I have to say that my least favorite bat suit, and some people are going to like lynch me for this, is the one from 1989's Batman. Because, first of all, it looked like he his head was a little too small for the hell, the um the um cow. Are you talking about uh, uh Mike Michael, Keaton? Michael Keaton? Yes, 1989. Well, I hate it. Well, the, the only thing uh, that I couldn't stand is the like the like like was the boots really necessary? <laughs> it looks like the, the like the boots. It's just that for that fucking cow. It looked like a neck brace. He couldn't really move <laughs> his neck. A neck brace. Yeah, yeah because uh, it looks like. <laughs> He had to turn his whole torso and everything. Exactly. Else. It looked like he was doing a pivot every time he had to fight. Like, what were you doing? Like, you on a march or something? Yeah, that like, was bad. <laughs> that's the thing I truly hated. As a kid, you probably don't think about it because it was like, hey, Batman's here, yay. But when the years go by, it becomes more dated as time passes. And all you can think about is, like, God, Michael Key must hated that fucking suit. Like, every single day of his life, probably looked like, 
I'm glad Ben Affleck is gonna take this shit from me because yeah. I really. <laughs> well, well hey, 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 hey! At least he didn't have to go to the chiropractor afterwards. Yeah, but like, I, you know what? I think the the mo the main gripe that every actor had with every bat suit, regardless of the, the the material and the fabric, is that it had to take six or seven people for them to come out of that damn suit so they could take a piss. Exactly. Oh. Every actor who plays Batman is going to experience that probably till like hopefully in 2020 when they actually will produce a zipper. They'll be like, hey, I'm going to take a bit, take a piss. Let's take a break. Okay, then zip your pants and let's go. <laughs> exactly. Or just, or just watch <laughs> the dangling while I need to take a piss. I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, or, just, or just forget the zipper. Just uncup un- the. Uh... The part we have to piss in when after you piss, just put it back on. <laughs> it's like a like camel pack for your like piss. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because if they, if they do uh, add a zipper right there, you know there's a possibility that uh, once they go piss, they're gonna forget to zip their fly. Latest news. Batman exposes himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him fighting there. You see his, his jumps slapping away. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. We're trying to yo, get all weekend. Yo, all little yo. x-ray. Ooh. <laughs> yo, Batman is the little fire nut. <laughs> okay, Heather. Okay, okay. Take that from the list. That factor extreme. Yeah, we, we, we going a little x-rated on this one. We don't want to save it, guys. I'm shaming right now. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. We love it. This I told she was a dirty girl. I told yes, she's definitely. Yeah, sorry, folks. Uh, for you guys tuning in, we went a little activated <laughs> on that one. Um, we went from discussing the bass suit to talking like we're fashion designers from Project One. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually am a fashion designer, so. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But the whole zip-off cup for the the nut part, so you could. Think, <laughs> that was like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Uh... Back on track. Yes, so <laughs> Mr. Lex Noel, you have a question for the boys on Shanley and on Batman. What is your question you have tonight? Yeah, for the guys, for the Shanley and on Batman, uh, what is your favorite uh, Batman animated movie? Oh man, that's going to be a tough one. I got that right now. Go for it. Got it. My favorite Batman animated movie, and actually, it's kind of disappointing right now. But I just seen it, and Batman's in it, so I'm calling it is Attack on Arkham. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you, have you guys seen that. Attack on Arkham? No, I haven't. If you haven't seen Attack on Arkham, you need to see it because it is pretty much the Suicide Squad summed up. Oh, okay. So check it out, and it, it is killer. For me, it'd have to All be... Right. Mask of the Phantasm or Return of the Joker? Oh, those are both good ones, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I still have, I still have Mask of the Phantasm on VHS. I knew you were gonna say VHS. <laughs> hey, come on, that's old school. <laughs> what do you say? Good thing right? I have VHS. Oh hey, go on, my brother. <laughs> I was a nineties. Yes, we all are. Absolutely, <laughs> you gotta have VHS. I'm sorry, that's never gonna die. That's gonna come back. Trust me. Yeah. Which one are you thinking, Mask of the Phantasm, that's a pretty good, awesome title right there. If I had to pick my favorite movie, I think I'd... I might have to go with uh, Return of the Joker as well. It's a Batman... The Batman Beyond movie (laughs) based off of that. That's probably my favorite. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of cool how uh, how 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 Terry uh, outsmarted Joker. Oh, right, man, that's that's I love that ending. Yeah. Well, I know. Flip that question. What do you guys think? My favorite Batman animated feature was The Dark Knight Returns. I had just saw that on Netflix not too long ago. Pretty awesome. Awesome. That's the only one I ever saw. I didn't see all the other ones. That's my favorite Batman. Now, I really would love to read the book that it is based on. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's at. Yes, sir. Now, I have at. a good friend. <laughs> I need to mention her name is Maria Fernandez. She did love the one that was, um, um, I think it involved Joker being in prison. That he, um, I, he was voiced by a different actor because, you know, um, um, what's his name? Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, he normally voiced um, the Joker on Batman the Animated Series. Mark Hamill? Yes, um, a, a different um, voice actor voiced it. Um, this guy, I think it was Michael think it was Emerson. Yep. Yes, thank you. Wasn't it with the red hood in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. What's the name of that feature? Because I know she's under, under the red hood. Under the red hood. Thank you. Isn't that yeah. a pretty good one? Um, I, I, I'm kind of like putting putting everything down in terms of all the, the um features you guys mentioned because it, it kind of sparked my curiosity. I may want to check those out. Yes, well, I, enjoy, I, I enjoyed it because uh, I, I, I didn't know who, who, who was Jason Todd. I did. I just didn't know he was the Red Hood. Yeah, I didn't either. I, no, I'm just like, I didn't know who, who he was, period. Jason, yeah, because Death for the Family was a pretty good comic book story arc when Jason Todd died and and, and that's pretty pretty interesting that he returned as the Red Hood. So yeah, I, I'm hopeful that I'd be able to check that one out. So that's a pretty good um, title that you just mentioned. Um, any other you know cool titles that you guys think that listeners should probably check out? Batman versus oh. Robin. Batman versus oh. Robin. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, cool. you guys mentioned that earlier. That's yeah, a pretty brand cool new and it's pretty awesome. That is really. And by the way, um, they came out with um a, another title that came out last year. What was the name of that? Uh, when um Damian Wayne. Oh, son, son, of, son Batman. of Batman. Is that pretty yeah. good? Well, it's 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 a hit and miss to me. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it's kind of like a mixed bag of marvels. Yeah, to me. Yeah. Oh man. Wow, I hate to hear that. I heard that was pretty <laughs> from some people. No, no, it's 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 okay. It's just that uh, like it had his good and his bad. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, another thing. Um, we it's, it's another question that it, like really promises my brain. I think we should talk about it. This whole Marvel versus DC situation. Um, I want to know. I want to hear you, your guys. I mean, you, you your perspective on this. Whole Marvel versus DC thing. I'm gonna start with the guys from Shane and on Batman. What is your perspective on this Marvel versus DC thing? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it you know making us all look stupid? I mean, what are your thoughts on this mess? I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and speak on behalf of all three of us. We all pretty much feel the same on this topic. Um, there's a lot of people that we classify as fanboys and we don't classify fanboys as like a awesome cool topic as like awesome cool thing to be um people that just get out of hand and talk crap about their their 
quote-unquote enemy universes, you know, like... Screw DC, screw Marvel, those guys. It's just, it's bad for everybody. It doesn't make mm. anybody look good. doesn't make anybody that reads comic books look... I mean, adults read comic books. Let's get over it. Mm-hmm. Comic books are mainly read by adults nowadays, it seems like. And to act like a child over a comic book... Take, take the Wonder Woman thing that we've seen, for instance. Like, mm-hmm. people oh, yeah. are literally complaining that... Margot Robbie's boobs are Gal not or Gal Gadot crap. I'm just on, I'm on it today, guys. That yes. Gal Gadot's breasts are, are are too small to play Wonder Woman. Like seriously, like what what kind of fucking world do we live in where people are gonna bitch about something like that? It makes everybody yeah. look bad, and fanboys are nothing that we need around. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. 
why does this woman have to be called a dyke or a, 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 she look like a 15 year old boy I think that when fanboys say that especially women women truly disappoint me because first of all why would you want your daughter to look like a roid out monster instead of a realistic looking woman and Gal Gadot yeah she used to be a little slimmer but she really was dedicated enough to gain a lot more muscle definition if you saw her at San Diego Comic Con last year you would notice a huge difference and I would say that she, to me personally, she will. She's just fine as one woman, and I think we should just give the woman a chance. Yep, yeah, I agree. Since, uh, since I, I just don't know why people, when when they uh, when Hollywood said that they got they got a Ben Affleck to to be a uh, the next Batman, all of a sudden they want to they want to write death threats to the guy, you know? Just give the guy a chance, you know? Oh my jeez. And don't forget right, you, about the damn Daredevil stuff. I mean, God, get over that shit. It's 15 years ago. 11, 11 years ago. Get over it. Yeah, and, and another thing I wanted to add to, yeah. uh, is that, uh, yeah, give, say, y'all giving a ben, ben Affleck a chance, give Gal Gadot a chance, okay? You guys keep, keep on saying that we never got a Wonder Woman movie, so here you go. Here you go. Yes. They got, they got Gal, Gal Gadot. Deal with it. Now, yeah. I hate the, some of the complaints that people throw off towards Marvel as well. The whole, like, uh, Marvel is for kids. I mean, come on now. I mean, kids are not the only people that are watching these fucking movies. I, I mean, my cousin, who was like 32 years old, saw the Avengers three fucking times. That just tells you right there. <laughs> that, and, and another thing, like, um, I, you know what? I hate those complaints about how, you know... DC's too dark, Marvel's too light. First of all, if you saw Captain America, The Winter Soldier, it was a good balance of both serious and both... I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say serious, but it was a good mixture of all the elements that will insist that it's not all about kitty kid stuff. And then, you know, Man of Steel wasn't that dark. It was serious, but it wasn't that dark, as people try to put it out to be. And that's another film that gets the most crap from DC as people saying, yeah, DC isn't going to go anywhere as long as Man of Steel is out and everybody's judging, judging DC based on Man of Steel alone and how divisive it was. I mean, but it wasn't a bad movie, and I think it was a, a decent setup for the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, the reason why they keep on complaining that, uh, that DC is dark and Marvel is kid-friendly, because I was going to say, I was going to say this, because of Disney. <laughs> oh, Disney. My goodness. Oh, my Disney. <laughs> is it is it appropriate to bring up Disney and, and Marvel as part of this podcast, or is this totally like a, a totally different situation? That's like, because no, I'll just put my my two cents up there. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely you know a, a bit like I, I think in terms of the way Warner Brothers is handling Batman and, and Superman, I think that they're on the right track. The fact that Man is still made over $600 million at the box office is enough for Warner Brothers to go, hey, let's keep the wheel burning here. Like, we're on the right track. I mean, they failed with Green Lantern, which I think is another thing I think we need to talk about is Green Lantern because, as a matter of fact, let's talk about Green Lantern. Um, because I noticed Tyrese been, like, um, campaigning the hell out of it for this role. 
as John Stewart. And I know a lot of people are on the fence about that. They'd be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Give it to somebody else. You know, like, I think Tyrese fits. I think he can do it. Um, I want to know what you guys think on you guys from Shailene and Batman. What are your thoughts on Tyrese as Green Lantern? Do you guys think they should just go with the typical Hal Jordan Green Lantern? I would honestly like to see Jon Stewart, and I'm all good with Tyrese. He has um, the box office cachet to uh, to carry a Green Lantern movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, thanks to um, you know Furious Seven, I think that that mainly would help Tyrese in terms of his box office clout. Now, whether or not he can actually carry a film on his own is still up for debate, it's still up in the air. I know a lot of people felt that Green Lantern can never do another film because the whole Ryan Reynolds debacle, but I think we're all over that now. I think that he deserves a second chance, but whether they should yeah. go with um, Hal or John, who, as a matter of fact, Lex, I want, I want you to know who you think they should go with, Hal Jordan or John Stewart? Kyle Rayner. <laughs> you have to go with the unknown one, huh? <laughs> well, he's a good reenactor too, but for my opinion, yeah. Give us John Stewart, please. You know? <laughs> give us John. Yeah. I, I don't care if people say that he's born because he's in the military, but he got the job done. I think he's a lot more interesting than people give him credit for. I mean, if you get Tyrese, a guy who's known to bring a lot of pizzazz and, you know, and, and, and comedic energy to his roles, I think he would fit well with Jon Stewart and kind of introduce him to an audience that may be cynical about whether the character could be interesting enough for a Green Lantern film. So that's another reason why I think Tyrese could fit the role given yeah. there's a lot of cynical surrounding whether or not he's good fit for it. But then a lot of people be like, you know what, we should stick with the whole, you know, Hal Jordan thing, give Hal Jordan another shot, which I am very curious as to what actor you guys think could fit the bill for Hal Jordan if they choose to go with Hal Jordan. Um, I was um, asked um, you, Miss Heather Noel, you got any suggestions of who could play Hal Jordan or are you still in the fence of it? I'm still actually thinking about that one. That's you know it, that's the thing. It's very tricky. Um, you guys um from Shane and on Batman, you guys have any suggestions of who could play Hal Jordan for a future Green Lantern film if there's ever one? I don't know. I've been so turned off about the Green Lantern thing since the whole Ryan Reynolds bit. Like I just I haven't really put any <laughs> thought towards it. Like offhand, I can't really. I don't. No, no one comes to mind like, wow, that would be a great Green Lantern, John Hamm. Er, John Hamm, there you go. Be John Hamm. <laughs> John that Hamm. seems to be our answer for all yeah. all superheroes. Yeah. Is John Hamm? He needs to be a superhero sometime soon. Oh, what do you guys? Okay, then, like, I, I think a name popped in my head just now. Um, what about Chris Pine? Eh, maybe. I don't know. That doesn't like stand out to me, but I can see it. I don't think he'd be in bad. In my head, I don't know why, but that 
me raise like you know what people are not going to be as enthusiastic about Chris Pine as I thought they were going to be I thought the whole well he played Kirk from Star Trek was going to be a good enough suggestion for him to pull it off but a lot of people be like hmm no I think we should just leave Hal alone for a bit and just stick with John. so I guess the consensus is we should do John Stewart huh yeah that's just I think that's the best way to go for all parties right now. It it needs a new fresh take completely and John Stewart's the way to go. I think the yeah. world needs a new Green Lantern. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks to you, Ryan Reynolds. People stop and stop caring about Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I feel bad for Green Lantern because No, but but I still I still believe his comments but uh because uh, right right now I thanks to my friend Josh Josh Smith, uh, he got me the uh, the 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 trade of uh, Blackest Night. Oh, I mean, but in, in terms of the, the his theatrical debut, that wasn't the thing. I mean, DC really wasn't expecting that to happen. That was a huge crash and burn sort of situation that DC really didn't need it because at the time they were already held back with um, Christopher Nolan because that was the main focus with them because he didn't want to build a cinematic universe with his Batman, so they were stuck on trying to say, hmm, let's see if we can go off with that, with you know, the whole Jonah Hex and the Green Lantern situation, you know? And because Green Lantern failed to create a spark for the DC Cinematic Universe, thank God Man still came out, because I was like, wow, you finally get a fucking Superman movie that we always wanted. Granted, some people didn't like the way he was portrayed, but Harry Cavill fucking rocked oh, no. Superman. So, yeah, that was, you know what, I think that, you know, ha- um, for our consensus, Green Lantern is, um, you know, I think the whole John Stewart thing is definitely going to be our, you know, top choice for Green Lantern in terms of his theatrical debut. So, that pretty much wraps up our exciting new crossover, Man. the Comics and Coffee Versus the Shailene on Batman crossover. I see. And, I see more of these in the future. We could go on forever and ever, but man, we're not trying to bore you out or nothing. You know, like let, yeah. let's do this again and well, let's. Uh, this was a really good time. We had a blast, man. Yes, I. Oh yeah. Comics and coffee and Shailene on Batman. Just it, it, it's working out awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, but it was. I really had a, a good time. Well, uh, being Heather had a good time too because uh, she's a Batman fanatic. Yeah, <laughs> as long as we was talking about Eric, as long as this is all about Batman, I know my girl is gonna be satisfied. I knew that was the reason why I had to invite her. All right, so we normally um, part of the Comics and Coffee podcast. We normally do some quick shout-outs before we wrap up our segment. So I'm gonna start with the guys from Shane Land on Batman. You guys got some quick shout-outs you'd like to send out for us? Actually, we do have some shout-outs. Uh, the website drops, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we have a website that is dropping, and it's uh, it's as simple as ShaneLeanOnBatman.com. So it's uh it's up, it's running, it's not full of content yet, but it's there. So it's, if you would like to check it out, please do so. And our new first official uh podcast will be this show. Yeah. The first one on the new website will be the crossover with comics and coffee and Shanley on Batman. So All right. awesome. Thanks for being a part of it, guys. 
Oh my god, we oh, missed you're you. welcome. So big shout out to you for the most part. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you guys. Um Lex Heather, we just made history, guys. This is awesome, isn't it? Yes! <laughs> hey, hey, Hulk, stay in your cage. I was doing a drag to destroy it. Yes! <laughs> yeah, but you still look like the Hulk, so oh. And of course, for me, I like to give a shout out to my boys for standing from Batman for having us part of this exciting crossover. It is amazing to be a part of this making history. Thank you guys for having us as a part of your first ever podcast for Shaylin on Batman.com. It's such an honor. Awesome. It's all on Thank our you side. So Thank you. So I think that's going to wrap up episode 27 for Shaylin on Batman. And what is it? Episode 11? For comics and coffee, our eleventh episode. Awesome, yeah, Yeah. nice. So for Shanley on Batman, I'm Tom Harper, Justin Shanley, Kyle Davis, and this is Phoenix Nerdette of Comics and Coffee, and my boy Lex Noel of the Lex Factor Extreme, and my girl Info Lady Miss Herder Noy. Said goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye.